What's up, guys? It's Heather, your rom-com queen. Hey, it's Lucretia, your thrill seeker. And this is Stephanie, your wild card. And we are The The Reading Reading Sirens. Hello, guys. So today we will be discussing Baby Teeth by Soje Stage. In this book, we are faced with a mother-daughter relationship, so you can say, between the daughter who is Hannah, seven-year-old daughter, and Suzette. Uh, We see Suzette's struggles in finding help for her daughter's speech issues and her daughter's behavioral issues. And we're able to see the point of view of both Suzette and Hannah. And when we are introduced to Hannah's point of view, we start to discover that she has more sinister motives and is trying to knock mommy out of the game so she can take mommy's place and be happy with her dad. Yes. So we start to really see that Hannah understands a lot more than she lets on and truly despises her mom to the point to where she wants mom to die. And she starts doing everything in her power to (laughs) kill this mother that she sees as a phony. Um, She, uh, Hannah's really, her perspective is that mom is just faking loving her in front of dad to earn her, I guess, some brownie points in front of dad. And really this whole time, so dad's name is Alex and we see that he is, He's blinded by this love that he has for his daughter. He really only sees her, you know, parts of the afternoon, reads her a bedtime story. So, of course, he gets the good old sweet Easy little Hannah. Yeah. He gets, you know, the the loving daughter who just wants to show her dad some love. And then poor Suzette gets the evil daughter who, when we're talking about evil, we really mean think Damien from the Omen. Evil. <laughs> she really wants to kill everyone and anyone who stands in the way of her and dad's happiness. Which is creepy from a little girl. I mean, you don't expect it from... You could expect that kind of behavior from an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, manipulation and... Um, conniviness and she's seven years old and she knows how to work the game oh yeah exactly she has the dad wrapped around her finger right and the poor wife over here not only does she have this daughter with all these behavioral issues but she also has her own medical issues and on top of that she has a husband who thinks she's just exaggerating Yes. So talk about, you know, not really having anybody on your corner. Okay. Can you guys imagine getting the gift box from her and you're opening it thinking, oh, she got me a gift and it's a box full of dead and live spiders. (laughs) (laughs) And I I would like burn the house down. I don't like spiders. That would have freaked me out. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And just even just the intentions behind everything that Hannah does, you know, it's not like, you know, Mm -hmm. you can see little kids doing that. Like if they think, Oh, this spider is cute. Let me give it to my mom. That was not Hannah. 
No. Hannah knows exactly what hurts, exactly where to hit someone, exactly what she needs to do and what she needs to plot in order to get rid of her mom. And so, and even just her not speaking, that's all another Mm -hmm. type of, like Krisha said, another type of manipulation that she's using to get people on her side or to get people to view her differently from the evil little mastermind psychopath. She was super mastermind. She like even changing out her mom's medicine and dumping it and filling it with flour. Like Jesus Christ. Right. Right. Well, she just had some like inner, you know, she was really intelligent and um, she just, the manipulation level is unreal with this little girl and it's almost borderline is she already a psychopath or is she just kind of working the game to make her one of her parents kind of on her side and see her as this innocent little girl but then she she really truly hates her mother and where it stems from I mean she knows how to work her mother's insecurities her mother was very sickly as a little girl and she already has this um kind of body dysmorphia you know against herself and she knows how to work that she's like sending her mom pictures of her naked saying look (laughs) she just she's really on that level of next level of is she already a psychopath right which this reminds me of like um so almost like making a murderer except the opposite <laughs> because she was already going to be a murderer. It's like more, why are we giving her so many chances kind of thing? Well, so, like, even like the, the thumbtacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Which makes me think, oh. so for you guys, what was the most shocking moment for you guys of all of the things? Because Hannah did so many things to her mom. Which one do you guys think, or even just to an, somebody else, like which one do you guys think was the like, holy hell, this girl is definitely a psychopath. The fire scene where she like tries to stab her mom's eye with the burning stick. Mine was the taps in the feet when she gets out of the bed. Right. And then she's really? holding scissors, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, she's nuts. But I think my okay, so for me, <laughs> the one that I I would have probably freaked out, ran out of that house, came back with the priest, was when she was pretending to be that Marie Anne Le Fosse or whoever <laughs> she was. And she was, oh, Marie Anne Du Fosse, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And she was trying, she was pretending like the devil was fucking her. At seven A years old. A seven year old girl. Well, she would listen to her parents. She did it. She only, oh my God, I don't care if she did it. She listened <laughs> to her parents. How do you get the idea that the devil is going to fuck a witch? Oh, I know. And not only that, but okay, she didn't talk for forever. And then she Googled exactly how to say Marie-Anne du Fossé mm-hmm. in a French accent so she could freak her mom out. <laughs> it she's was very, she's out. very twisted. Yeah. That was my moment where that, I was like, I think nope, it's funny that we each picked three different things. I mean, in this book, there was a lot of opportunities that say, man, that's really fucked up. And even like when I was reading it, I was questioning my like, my concept of my thoughts, like, am I just being a a bitch? Or am I just like, not being that maternal mother where I don't have that instinct to say, 
maybe she's just a little girl. Maybe she'll get better. No, I would have fucking slapped the bitch when she started talking the <laughs> talk in the car. I would have dropped her off on the side of the road. Uh-huh. And that was like two chapters in. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what that's when we were introduced to her. Can you imagine? Or can you even just imagine all the other well? I mean, they did tell us a lot, like when she pooped on purpose for that babysitter. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, I felt so bad for that babysitter. Well, even the one she stole the rings from and then she hit them in her little mungu monkey where she hid like all her stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then how she flushed the mom's diamond earrings down the toilet. I would have slapped the little girl right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I would have been like, you are never getting an allowance because <laughs> diamonds are expensive and you just got rid of my best friend. Right. right. <laughs> now we have to take our kidney. Right. <laughs> right. Sell it on the black market. Come on. Or terrible. She was just I don't I don't know like if I can say that she I mean, at what point do you say she's broken? Let's just step away. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. can you ever really say that as a parent or do you continue to try for this little girl that you know is ultimately broken mm-hmm. and the dad may have not seen it but she's seen it mm-hmm. I mean, yeah the dad had blinders on the entire time he pissed me off <laughs> he did and it i feel like he purposely had blinders on because mm-hmm. i think he had an inclination that something was going on yeah and like krisha was saying you know at what point do you give up or give you know you're not give them away because right. that I would mean, be giving harm to somebody else. <laughs> well, possibly just stepping away. Like, I mean, just saying, like, I just, I can't, I mean, I can see how, I mean, I would never condone this because I, I've never lived through it. But I mean, ultimately saying, I'm just going to walk away from this family. I can't deal with it. If you're going to love and cuddle this kid the way I can't, I'm just going to leave. Right. Right. Uh, myself and my sanity is what's best for me. And I'm I, I love her. And unfortunately, she doesn't love me. I need to step away. And even with loving her, it's that point of you want to do what's best for her. And at the time, like realizing you cannot keep yourself safe and keep her safe. And you're not like you said, you're not getting any support from your spouse and from mm-hmm. you know the other parent. So you at what you have to at one point let them go. Either you step out of the family or you send her to the place where you know she can get that help, you know? And so mm-hmm. like you were saying, it's a t- it's a tough decision as a parent, but at the same time, what's gonna be best, you know, being away yeah. from your kid for a couple years at a place where you know they can discipline them or keeping them around until they kill you. Exactly. I, 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 mean, I think I think they were left with no other choice. And, you know, Zajay, is that how you pronounce her name? Stage. She really, I mean, she did a great job throughout this book where you ultimately think about this throughout from start to the end. Like, there is no stopping thinking, like, what would I do as a parent? Like, if I had to put myself in these shoes, like, at what point do I step away? The first incident or the 1200th incident? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just one of those, it's just awful. I mean, it's an awful situation, but it's reality. And, you know, these kids, if you give them so much leeway, they can ultimately become a psychopath. And mm-hmm. right. just, 
snip it in the butt at some point and seek help. And unfortunately, if you're not that person to give them the help, you need to seek help elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you guys think Hannah's behavior was hereditary from Suzette since Suzette said that she would make up characters when she was younger too? I mean, honestly, I feel like, okay, I at some point that's you, making up characters and stuff like that. That seems kind of like a coping mechanism to me where oh, Suzette yeah. didn't have the chance. Like her mom didn't really show her love. Her mom was actually pretty evil herself. Mm-hmm. And, you know more so her mom contributed to a lot of Suzette's self-esteem issues and lack of taking care of herself and putting herself last and but to be honest when I look at Hannah's behavior I do not think that that was hereditary I think maybe something just triggered her to want to take over mom's position and and want dad and and I do remember there's a scene where she was like two and mom takes off on her you know and then dad comes into the rescue when Hannah starts crying and so Hannah from that point on in seeing how mom reacted when she was alone versus with with dad she had this idea of her mom as her mom's just a phony. Her mom doesn't really love her. Mm -hmm. And she didn't form that attachment, that healthy attachment that I feel like a lot of kids are able to form. And if that's missing, you're going to be a psychopath. So I think to me, it was more so something that was made based off of her experiences, Mm -hmm. but then there's no turning back. Yeah. You know, the creation of, you know, this I mean I I felt like she was so intelligent that from the get-go even when she was two years old until Mm -hmm. she turned seven that the intelligent level of these games that she played were beyond the age of an adult I mean and maybe she was just bored with life and she just ultimately wanted to play this game as an adult and unfortunately she didn't see herself as a kid and something just was broken in her and mm-hmm. you know it's sad that these kids even they're so intelligent don't use it for better they use it for evil and unfortunately Hannah was evil type yeah right. what did you guys think of the cover um well <laughs> this I mean I picked this book up because it was gifted to me and mm-hmm. um the cover wasn't the best to me. It reminded me of this movie called Hard Candy, which was oh, a creepy yeah. movie in <laughs> itself. But I mean, that's what it kind of reminded me of. And it's so as soon as I seen it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be creepy like that movie Hard Candy. <laughs> <laughs> or Candyman. Yes. I mean, I, it was just literally kind of a pastel pink with a broken lollipop. <laughs> hmm. So I don't know. I just... It wasn't a book I would have picked up on my own, but I'm glad I read it. <laughs> yeah, it was honestly, I mean, the cover did give some kind of a hint that something was broken. We just didn't know how bad it was broken. Right. Yeah. And this book was, I mean, I like psychological thrillers like this, but it's a hard book for anybody to read. But mm-hmm. Well, especially I mean, if you have kids, because you never want your kid to get to that point, and you don't want to be that mom. 
you know, that gives up on your kid. But at the same time, you don't want to be that mom that is killed by her kid. Like this kid almost reminds you of like Norman Bates where, (laughs) you know, he's just out to kill and he, he doesn't even actually even a step further because Norman Bates at least has the supposed memory loss. She actually knows exactly what she's doing, you know? Yeah. So it was nuts but from the cover you can't tell just how nuts it is <laughs> yeah were, were you guys swept in from the start i was i was just for the simple fact i was like i <laughs> i'm like one of those people that talk myself through a scary movie not granted this is not a scary book but i talk myself through things and i'm like just slap the little girl just, I mean, at what point do you, she, she sits there and coddles her the whole time. And I would have been like, no, bitch. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was pulled in from the beginning because it really reminded me of a case study, like just like a case study type of format where you're really starting to see like the kids' behaviors. You're starting to see mom's reactions to the kids' behaviors, dad's reactions to the kids' behavior. So you kind of see like where they feed into what she's doing. And then you also see like their their struggle with what's going on mm-hmm. and her progression from manipulative behaviors that get babysitters to go away to mm-hmm. manipulative behaviors that kill mommy. Yeah. You know? So I was truly I was pulled in from that aspect. Um, were you guys like what did you guys think of the overall plot do you think it stayed true to the genre I think so I mean honestly it you you had a twist because you didn't really know I honestly at one point thought this is gonna be it Suzette's gonna freaking kill this little bitch (laughs) she's gonna protect her life like especially after the thumbtacks I was like oh she's gonna snatch that hammer away from her and she's gonna freaking oh it was a hammer you know like I just thought I really thought Suzette's gonna she's she's gonna fucking break I thought she (laughs) is gonna go psycho yeah it just really didn't give you an inclination of where it was going like and I think that was the hardest part for me because I'm like is she gonna die or is the little girl gonna die is the dad gonna finally see what's going on and the ending was a kind of a surprise for me and I mean it was a great surprise because I Mm -hmm. ended that way but it it was one of those books you're like where's it gonna go (laughs) yeah oh that's crazy um would you guys consider reading more from the author I think so I I did like the topic that she brought up which was killer kids Mm-hmm. Um, I've also seen that show Killer Kids <laughs> so I honestly I enjoy watching stuff like this could very well have been like a true crime you know story where maybe mom or dad are telling their part of what happened and then it almost reminded me of like the Gypsy Rose kind of story where mm-hmm. you know there's somebody doing some kind of manipulation and then there's somebody who is doing their best to stay alive and unfortunately that doesn't always end well for both parties but this was I I, I would read something of hers again yeah definitely I would I mean, she's one of those psychological thrillers that 
I mean, once you get your hands on it, you really can't put it down. And I would really enjoy another one of these books. Um, I mean, it's one of those reads you're like, okay, I can see this happening in real life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And honestly, I can say I I was... I mean, I don't actually bite my nails, but if I did, I would have been biting my nails throughout the book, you know, <laughs> down to the <laughs> Yeah, I would have no nails right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, guys, and now it's time for our favorite segment. Fuck, Mary, kill. <laughs> you just love saying that. She does. I do. <laughs> Especially the kill part. <laughs> I'm a little like Hannah in that aspect. Um, so I'll start off. Um, my fuck would have to be Alex just because the way they describe him, the way Suzette describes him, I just think of like this older like silver fox kind of guy and especially because he's like professional you know he's always at his work meetings and blah 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 so I feel like he's just that person that you like see him you know if you're in jury duty he's one of those lawyers but an actual (laughs) handsome one like maybe like a Keanu Reeves you know in the advocate okay blonde hair no yeah I know he's a blonde hair person but I'm gonna change him into looking like Keanu Reeves because you guys know I'm not into blondes right no you're not (laughs) so then um my Mary would be no one for this one I do Mm -hmm. not think there was anybody in this book that I would actually spend my life with okay there was some character flaws in all of them not to say you know we're all perfect because none of us are but there were some major character flaws in a lot of these characters and I do not want to spend the rest of my life with any of these people I don't even know if I trust that I could wake up like fall asleep and wake up with any of these people (laughs) and then my kill (laughs) since I didn't marry anyone I will kill two people (laughs) I'm killing Hannah and Suzette because they were both freaking horrible people Suzette first of all was the reason that Hannah became such an evil little (laughs) c-word okay (laughs) she was the one that didn't show her love and was so like unpredictable that Hannah was like well fuck you I'm only gonna love dad then and you're such a horrible person that dad shouldn't be married to you so then she started becoming this dang little psychopath so I would kill both of them don't don't right you little overachiever <laughs> so for me i chose to kill and fuck alex because of the descriptions and there was a couple <laughs> scenes that were like described and i was like oh that sounds like it would be a pretty good time but then i couldn't stand him so he'd have to die afterwards so you would be like a praying mantis yes where I you would. only mate and then you the kill head. them mate and murder yes and then I would marry Beatrix, the therapist. She was the only decent one in the book to me. Aww. So I like, but I liked her because she, I felt like she was genuinely trying to help them. She really was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would marry her. And my fuck would be the principal from the school. 
Mm-hmm. Just because I'm a sucker for, I could just see her like in her studious little glasses, her hair <laughs> up. And let me my, guess, is she a redhead? Yeah, I know. I'm just saying the same thing. <laughs> um, and I would kill the babysitter, or I'm sorry, no, marry the babysitter just because she went through a lot of shit. Literally. <laughs> I mean, she, she picked up Hannah Shay. And she kind of just like looked at her like, I'm out of here. So I probably would have married her just because she kind of lasted almost all night. And then I killed, um, I'm going to kill the witch. I can't remember her name. Oh, Marie um, Anne Dufosse. Yeah. <laughs> I you mean... do that so well. <laughs> you must have been Hannah's teacher. That's what uh, three years of French got me, a fake French accent. <laughs> you must have been Hannah's teacher. What happened? She was probably Hannah's teacher. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, not the witch in her time, but as Hannah made her out to be, I would kill yeah. her. So <laughs> Hannah, when she's pretending to be possessed, so then you don't even have to go to jail if you kill her because you thought she was a freaking witch trying to right? take over your daughter's body. <laughs> yep. So I definitely killed her um, as Hannah. <laughs> Okay, so right now that we were talking about Marie and Dufosse, it reminded me of the potato scene. Do you guys remember that one? Yes. <laughs> Where freaking Suzette finds the, the dang potato. Well, I don't know. I just remember it came from the that story that the dad mm-hmm. and, and Hannah would read. And so she made this freaking horrible creature that was her only friend. And then mom thought she was making a voodoo doll for her teacher that also had an eye patch, right? Yeah. Can you imagine Hannah when she finds this little freaking potato? (laughs) No wonder she burned her mom's face off. (laughs) Right? You know, that that, that reminded me of how she was mean to that kid at school with the helmet. Oh, Oh. yes. The one that she was barking at? Yes. And then how she like got the helmet off and then was like, he was like banging his head into the wall no yes yes so yeah, yeah. oh my god this girl was horrible that that was and then traumatic when, for me when everybody comes back and she's just like nothing ever happened like oh what's going on why are you guys so upset mm-hmm. oh she was horrible horrible she little was. girl oh, or you know what part cracked me up like the very that very like I think it was like the second scene in the book where they're at the grocery store and there's this kid having a tantrum Mm-hmm. And she goes up to him and tells him like shh. And then the mom's like, "Oh, he's so your your daughter's so sweet." Blah blah blah. And then the kid won't shut up, so she beats the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, I was dying on that scene. Like I actually laughed out loud, even though it was an evil yeah. scene. But yeah, it's something you think about doing, but you don't act on it. But she acted <laughs> right. Like it almost reminded me of. Have you guys ever seen Mean Girls? Mm-hmm. you know yeah. how they'll go off into like their own imagination like yeah. I would have thought that was one of those scenes where it was just in her imagination <laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't yeah so that just tells you how evil this little omen of Even. a child is she, she was didn't... legit could have been the antichrist okay so I think she was the antichrist right <laughs> was creepy uh-huh. Krisha, who were you going to marry and kill? 
Um, I told you I'm gonna marry the babysitter. And oh, gotcha. I, I killed the witch. Oh, that's right. Duh. Sorry, yep. one moment. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did just dye your hair blonde. Right. Yes. Blondish. It is what it is. Um so for this episode, our small business shout out's gonna be to the book bew or book bow. Um, they make amazing book sleeves. I've been getting them since they first started, and now they have them waterproof, which is perfect for Kresha. Yep. Yes. They tell have them your zippers, story, <laughs> Zippers on top. Kresha, tell us why you need waterproof. Well, because I have a tendency of trying to get that candid shot of my books <laughs> by water and it falling in a pool <laughs> so and yeah that was one story do you oh. remember what happened at book club Ugh. oh yeah i'm traumatized so i had a bag <laughs> with three or four books in there brand new books that I had just got in the mailbox because you know i had to pick up my mail from the mailbox before i go to book club and i had a bottle of wine in my bag and the bottle bag fell on the floor the bottle exploded <laughs> with my books it was like a disaster. It looked like a murder scene. And I was like, oh my God, what body part did you have in your bag? Oh my gosh. It was so I'm terrible. pretty sure Heather had nightmares for days on that one. I yeah. And then I see the book and then I was going to replace them for her and she wouldn't let me. No, because they were like, they were fine, but they were beatable. <laughs> but it, was... it gives them character. <laughs> Somebody's going to find got them murdered. at a thrift, a thrift store in like, 50 years and it'd be like oh my gosh I wonder what kind of story this is right <laughs> right and then they're gonna so discover our podcast and be like oh my god is that this what? book <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think we should read next bum 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 should we go from creepy to also creepy <laughs> Okay, I guess my heart can take it. <laughs> yeah, they're so scared. I know. I'm like, are we gonna have to uh, do like a prayer circle with you? I'm not religious, but I'll hold your hand. <laughs> I can just imagine her like reading creepy books and like closing it shut for a second and then reopening it. <laughs> right? Or like, I'm no, like I'm scaring my going. coworker. I have like a creepy voice that I can do, and every like time this. I feel it, it freaks them out. What are you doing? What's going on, guys? We were so meant to be friends. <laughs> no, I used to prank call. Do you guys remember? <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting distracted here. But I, do you guys remember the grudge? Is it the grudge where they call and they're like, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So my cousin used to be so scared of that. So I would wait because she used to live like a block from me. So I would like make time, wait till she got home. And then she would answer the phone. I'll be like, uh, <laughs> we're terrible, huh, Krisha? Oh, my gosh. Did you guys watch a VHS and let it play to the very end? <laughs> no, what happened at the end? Isn't that the concept of the garage where they watch the VHS play? Oh, or no, no, no. Wasn't that the ring? Oh, it was one of those. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Where the, the girl with the well, right? Is yeah. That the, yeah, that's the ring. That's a oh. seven days. 
<laughs> so Funny. I do. Um, in case you guys didn't know, I also love horror movies. So they do. I've gone to her house and they're watching them, and I have to go outside. <laughs> yeah, she. Oh, cool. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry, Heather. <laughs> if it has I'm kids in it and it's creepy, I'm not gonna watch it. Like it freaks me out. I don't Krisha, watch there's one okay you might like it because it's based so it's like this witch and she takes over um what is those, uh what are they called where they like uh open up the dead bodies Ew. Uh, a the yes yes you would like that one i need to figure out what the name is though but i know i just watched it on my netflix is that the one i saw at your house yes the one, remember one with was, the little that bells? One was kind of, that one, oh, good, nah, I don't want to hear bells. That one was really creepy. <laughs> well, yeah, I won't watch it by myself, but I'll totally be down. I was seeing it and I was like, uh, I'm going to go outside. <laughs> so since we're talking about creepy things, what yeah. if we pick a book with a creepy name? Got it. Like Possession. Oh my god. <laughs> Who's the possession going oh today? That is so uh, Are we surprising nightmares. you, Krisha? This is yeah. recorded at nighttime, guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stephanie, George is going to come get you. No, he's, he's most definitely going to scare me soon because he probably can hear me. <laughs> he's gonna grab your leg when you get up from the bed okay the worst time ever was this one time that he was pretending to be possessed and i was in the restroom so i did not even want to come out of the restroom i just started barricading myself in the restroom okay because i was so dang scared oh (laughs) my god that's hilarious yeah Yeah. oh thanks for tuning in everybody i hope we didn't get too crazy for you (laughs) <laughs> Bye. Bye. Alrighty, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Please don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify or your preferred streaming network to listen in. And you can also follow us on Instagram at reading underscore sirens. That's at R-E-A-D-I-N-G underscore S-I-R-E-N-S. And that's on Instagram. And we also have our group on Facebook, which is called Reading Sirens Podcast. Follow us so you can get all of our updates. And we will be looking forward to you tuning in soon. Thanks. Bye.